0: Hello!
1: And welcome to the Tony Awards.
0: Tony with an I.
1: The podcast where we go through the entire filmography of Tony Collette. I'm Sam. I'm Jake. And joining us today, we have a very special guest, Miss Becca Stevenson. Hello, thanks for having me. And today we are talking about Hearts Beat Loud, written in 2018 by Brett Haley and Mark Bosch, directed by Brett Haley, about a Brooklyn record store owner who pressures his daughter into starting a band with him. So... I'm not, like, I don't have a musical background at all. I actually have a background in being demonstrably horrible at music. So this is very interesting for me to see um, people talk about creating music as if it's not the scariest thing in the world. I don't know how you guys felt about that.
0: I actually um, have recently gotten into music. I know that sounds um, lame, but, like, for real, like, sitting inside, I pretty much spend a big percentage of my day listening to like different genres of music and like finding new things that I like and like listen reading about like production and stuff and so I was like oh okay that's what they're doing here that's fun I don't know yeah, if we I needed nothing all of the songs like they sang full songs in the movie and I was like I don't know if we needed that but whatever
1: yeah uh there was a moment early on where Nick Offerman was trying to play the bass for his daughter and she was like no, like do it slower. And then she was like even slower and you could see the difference in how it affected the way that the song sounded. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> that's crazy. It felt, it, it there was almost a comforting aspect of it to me. Yeah, I think like the concept
2: of a jam session where you're just like trying stuff out and it sounds good, that just like, I was watching it and I was like, this is fake. And then I like thought about it and I was like, no, people actually do that. But I just yeah. can't. Like I played the violin growing up, but I cannot fathom just like winging it.
0: (laughs) Oh, I was gonna ask if anyone here had a background in any instruments. So you've played violin, do you sing? Mm
2: -hmm. No, I'm pretty bad at singing, but I like to sing.
0: (laughs) Just violin then? You only played violin or you played viola? I know some people double up on those strings. Oh
2: yeah, just violin. (laughs) I played from like age three until I got in college and then I stopped playing. (laughs)
0: That's
2: intense. I played the violin
0: for one month in like 2008 and then right. it hurt my fingers and I stopped. I did play the trumpet for two years, but then I had to choose med school. I'm kidding. I chose acting <laughs> over, over band, but my mom played the trumpet in high school. So she like helped me. You kind of lose that skill though with your mouth. Like you have to make this weird, like purse lips thing to play it properly. And like, I can't do it anymore. So
1: yeah, I was, I did clarinet in like middle school. You and- did? Yeah, and I didn't really like it. I kind of, such... I, I honestly.
0: makes so much to... <laughs> sense, I'm sorry. You look like a clarinet player. I was like going to say, you were like player. definitely,
1: <laughs> definitely
2: a clarinet girl as soon as you said Hell that. I, yeah. like, Did I already know that?
0: It's <laughs> just your vibe, I don't know, like it makes mm-hmm. sense now.
1: It's yeah. a cool band instrument, I think. Something with so. reeds
0: for you, for sure, you're such a reed, a reed cow.
1: I um enjoyed it for the first like year that I did it and then I hated it but I felt bad about however much money my family had spent on the clarinet so I just kept doing it.
0: Did you have a chair? Nice did you guys know. have like chairs in your bands? Like yes. like first chair, second, mm-hmm. third, fourth, fifth?
1: I was I was by far the weak link in the clarinet section. Like it was a problem.
0: Like eighth chair clarinet.
1: Yeah. Well, we only had like first and second chair and then, or maybe even first chair. And then it was just,
0: you know, Oh, the, the chorus. Well, because we had like, they gave everybody a chair, maybe just as some kind of like, you know, millennial, everyone gets a thing kind of thing. I don't know if that's how it works, but I was second and I was competing back and forth with this girl, Shanley, over second and third all the time. And she was so jealous of me that I was second. Because um, we were miles behind first chair. She was like so good. Her name was Sarah, I think, or Andy. They were twins. Anyway, <laughs> second chair trumpet. That's my claim to fame. The eighth chair guy, he had a rented trumpet, and I saw him like pick his nose and rub it on all over the like trumpet that wasn't his own. <laughs> oh
1: my and I was God. Like, oh my
0: God. I better never forget my trumpets. I want to get the same one as him.
1: Yeah. yeah. I didn't think I'd be I re- talking
0: about this today. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I usually competed with my cousin. So we both started playing violin together and uh, she was always better than me. And so I usually was chill with second chair and she she got first, but yeah, I haven't thought about that in so long. Cause I remember like the closer you sit to the audience, it like means something and it always made mm-hmm. me nervous. So the I wanted conductor. to be in the one that was like further away.
0: Most of my exes play string instruments. So wow, I don't know what that means, but- That's
1: interesting. I don't know what that means. (laughs) I always, I really wanted to be in chorus in middle school because in elementary school, you could be in either. uh, Well, you could, you know, be in as many as you wanted. But in middle school, you had to pick one. And I really wanted to do chorus, but I felt so bad about the $200 clarinet or whatever. So I would just quietly, like, envy the chorus kids and be like, I wish that I could learn how to sing.
0: And, and you then, do know how to sing. You're a really good singer.
1: I'm unteachable.
0: No. <laughs> I bet you could make a real, today's technology, you could make a really good, good <laughs> lo fi, like Billie Eilish kind of mumble pop set. Oh, song. like, And one you of love those... Fiona Apple. You could totally, you could totally, like, make some noises like her.
1: I could be one of those singers who, like, doesn't sing. Yeah, that's like most of them now. So you could definitely do it. <laughs>
0: Do you remember when Kesha came out and everyone was like, "Don't worry. She actually can sing. She just chooses to auto-tune." And also she almost went to Harvard. Do you remember that? Everybody like, was like, that. "She
1: actually scored like a 2300 on the SATs." Like,
0: "Don't worry. She's a she's not just a slut. She's smart, so don't judge her." And it's like, mm-hmm. "Um, she could be both or either. Who cares?"
1: Yeah. <laughs> God. I was surprised to see four production companies listed at the beginning of this movie.
0: <laughs> yeah, who said a couple of weeks ago that that was like a red flag? One of our guests was like, "We know that it's been through something when there's like a million. That was uh, either Mike
1: Burmonti or Jake Velasquez. Interesting. I've never like I've
2: never even noticed those things. <laughs> Obviously, don't know anything about the production world
1: neither do i and i was thinking about it during the movie because i was like you know mike or jake said that many production studios is a red flag i think that that just means that there's like a too many cooks in the kitchen vibe where all these different producers mm. are saying that they want different things from the movie which mm. i didn't super get from this movie at least it seemed like yeah. a pretty straight seemed pretty
0: streamlined yeah I will say that's an interesting concept too because you actually think about it. There's actually, um, I don't know if you know this, but when I've been learning about music, um, <laughs> a lot of like current day pop songs are written by like seven or eight like credited okay. writers and producers. And then and this, the melody is like, so like like, it's like a good melody, really shitty lyrics and like 10 people wrote it. And I'm just like, what? Yeah, I read
2: something one time about, like, the making of Hit Me Baby One More Time, and it's fascinating, because it was basically, Mm. like, she just goes into this, like, factory of music, and they're like, all right, here's what you're gonna do, here's your song, here's how you're gonna do it, and, like, she just worked, like, all day long, and then has this major hit. That's crazy. She, like,
0: is the star. That's an interesting fact, because, like, I feel like most, a lot of my favorite artists, like, write their own songs, but, like... You know what? It's a two, it's a different skill. I don't think like, it's just interesting. Cause it's like, what's better. I mean, can you, is it matter if you're singing someone else's song? Cause like that's their talent. And like you have a different one that you're bringing. I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, in this movie she can do everything. This girl is a doctor. She's a lesbian. She's uh, <laughs> a songwriter. She's very, she's like biracial. She's a genius. She's like, so. She's great.
1: a star, yeah. <laughs> I feel like me watching this movie, now I understand where the people who don't like Gilmore Girls are coming from. Because I did, I, I liked this movie, but I also thought that Nick Offerman wasn't really being a dad to her. And he has no, that moment not. where he acknowledges it with Tony Collette when they're doing karaoke. He says, after Danny, who's his wife that died, we were like little kids together. So they almost had like a brother-sister relationship as opposed to father-daughter. And that's why he's always like bugging her. And he keeps asking her to start a band with him. And she keeps saying no. And he just keeps asking. And that kind of just keeps on happening until like 30 minutes before the end of the movie. And then she has this big blow up where i think that we're moving into the portion of the podcast where one of us tries to sum up the movie in a minute or less but yeah like the point that i'm making is that it was sort of the same conflict over and over again and then she has that big blow up where she says i'm not gonna be in a band with my dad and then he keeps pressuring her to do band stuff with him until the end and then she goes to college and it's fine
0: was that your summary
1: yeah, it was kind of like yeah. like there was conflict, but it didn't really mean. Meanwhile,
0: Tony Collette and um, Ted Danson are also inexplicably in the movie.
1: They're so
2: random. Both of those characters, I'm like, <laughs> who are you? What is your purpose? Do you do anything other than talk to Nick Offerman a few times? Like it's like the best Honestly, actors, and they just don't do anything.
0: But I totally okay. So last week, our movie was Hereditary. And so I totally see this being Tony's breather project right after. Mm-hmm. That. <laughs> like she's yeah. like, let me just have bangs and like <laughs> get on my tenant for a the second. The bangs
2: were like just I was like, How are you not so annoyed we'll by these bangs? Like
0: a, like a low key, flirty, like landlady who has no real like personality. Like I'm so ready for that. That's what she said to her agent. And like it, it worked. <laughs> she did a good job.
1: She also wore tons of great outfits in this movie.
0: Yeah, I took mm-hmm. pics. I took pics. <laughs> um, it's, it's too bad we missed the boat like eighty movies ago on having a Best Tony outfit award. But
1: oh yeah, whatever, whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, the and I did enjoy the fact that Tony Clat got to make out briefly with Ron Swanson in this movie.
2: That was fun. Yeah,
0: it's I always wish we seen
2: that through know. a little bit more. <laughs>
0: Yeah, she randomly just likes another guy right after, and I'm just like,
2: yeah. I was the whole karaoke. I mean, I loved the karaoke scene, but the whole like lead up to it, I was just like, what is happening? (laughs) Like, do you guys date? Do you just hang out? Yeah. Do you make out often? Is this the first time you've made out? I had a lot of questions, and it didn't really
1: answer them. Yeah, I couldn't really tell what their situation was. I I kind of liked that they seemed to have sexual tension from the beginning. Sometimes in movies yeah. I feel like they sort of force it on you.
0: Yes, for sure. I would be a dream of mine to have sexual tension with Tony Klat in a movie.
1: Oh, 100%.
0: Personally. Um, or Nick Offerman, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see.
1: Maybe <laughs> both. both.
0: of them. <laughs> I walk into the record store like, "Hello, guys. I'm just looking around." Like the audience can't see, but I'm like darting my eyes. Anyways. <laughs> um what else happened? Oh, you know that Sam, you know who did you research that main actress?
1: No, I didn't. You know what
0: we saw her in? What? She played Joanne in Rent Live.
1: Oh my god. Wait. Really? The
0: main the main girl in this movie in The Rent Live that they did on Oh, in the one that Fox. they
1: Yeah, okay.
0: The, the one with Vanessa Hutchins.
1: I thought you meant um that she was in like The Last Rent Broadway. Oh yeah, when show. she was four yeah
0: <laughs> she was good um, i thought she, great. Good. she was She's very so good young. i loved her she wasn't that great in rent though i have to say
1: i don't really remember
0: i remember not being whelmed by her but she was also very young joanne which was interesting so i don't know
1: and i heard that the one that they broadcast was like the dress rehearsal because right, the um roger injured himself because roger injured himself so that was probably the one where they were like we're just gonna mark it
0: you should never mark a dress rehearsal you never know, know if it's gonna be live.
2: That's so true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Especially in Rent, um, never mark Rent. <laughs> I feel it, like it, it makes unless sense unless she's a
2: Broadway person.
0: Sorry. Well, I don't know if she. Well, let me go to her. Wikipedia. She not a Broadway
2: person. She just.
0: I. She feel like she might be. I'm gonna check though because I have her. I have her Wikipedia right here. I feel like she okay. So she's done. Um. Okay. I don't think she's done any theater. That's odd. Oh. Well, none that is like like relevant enough for Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. But interesting. She was on Disney Channel. Got it. Mm. Everyone nice. on Disney Channel is like Broadway-ish adjacent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting.
1: Yeah, she was great um i'm feeling kind of low energy about the movie yeah yeah being honest it's you know what it was i feel like it was a movie version of the first song that she and her dad write when she's like i don't know about the lyrics they're just kind of words and his dad is gut and her dad goes this is a mood piece it just has to have feeling this movie just kind of felt like a mood
0: (laughs) i don't know there were shades of like the way way back a little bit in terms of just like very kind of like methodical like oh you know there's a it's kind of a coming of age with the mo- with the dad and also the girl and it's like where is it going oh nowhere great um did she go to college at the end or did she stay she went okay to college. i had
2: the same question i literally was like did i just like stop paying attention and i asked my roommate and she was like i don't know i was like that's bad like i feel like i should <laughs> know what ended up happening but then i think I did some research and it seems like she went to college, but maybe was doing like an open mic at college.
0: Yeah. But it's weird because it seems like, like he tells Ted Danson, like, well, cause you just like, she says she leaves her girlfriend. Then she goes, I, she goes, I want to stay. And then she tells her dad that she wants to stay. She's like, what if I stayed? Then it cuts to him getting a different job. And he's then dipping telling,
1: tip money into a jar that says college fund. Yeah.
0: But I then mean, he tells You, tell, don't, you but do then, have to keep paying for college as it goes yeah, on. I did. Yeah. I did realize. That.
1: But then Tony comes in, uh, and he says, "Well, she's adjusting to West Coast life." And I was like, "Thank the fucking lord!" Because
0: I thought he was gonna be like, "Just kidding, she's staying with me, and we're in a band."
1: When he, I'm told glad her, she went college. When he me told too. her to put off college for a year, I wanted to scream.
0: Her first psychology.
1: No, he wanted. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean. I mean, also, like, I don't really believe in gap years, but I believe in them for some people. But for me personally, if I had taken one right away, for just for me personally, I would never have gone to school, probably. So I had to go all the way through or, you know. I mean, I didn't join a band with my dad either. So if that had happened. I was going
2: to say, if that had, like, worked out and they'd gotten gigs and stuff, then I I could see a gap year for her. But the whole, like, just don't go. It's like, okay, you're being a bad father. She needs to go to school. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I found myself like being very skeptical of her pre-med before college classes because I was just (laughs) like, she's going to be an English major by the end of it.
0: There's just no way.
2: (laughs) I was like, everybody who comes in pre-med ends up like majoring in the most random thing. She's going to be a communications major. And that's that.
0: (laughs) I just can't. I don't. I'm so impressed by people. I know she was fictional, but I'm just so impressed by people who can like do left and right brain things like equally well. And, like, care about... Because I just cannot... I've never been able to do anything science or math-related at all. It doesn't interest me at all in the slightest. I'm just like, what the hell? But, like, people who could do all of it, I'm like, wow. Like, I don't even know where you get the energy from.
1: Yeah, I can't do either. So, as tired long just as... talking about it. I would want to have just one side of the brain that I could do well in. <laughs> right.
0: You have... I mean, you have a you have a four-sided brain
1: say that like it's a Rubik's again cube.
0: <laughs> i'm sorry i'm um i'm a, i'm hair of the dogging right now and i finished the movie like 10 minutes ago
1: yeah i finished <laughs> the movie a couple hours ago um i don't know we're recording this on a snow day it's, <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like it's like a breath of it's just like which i feel like i'm still recovering from hereditary. sorry me too. <laughs> Have well, you seen okay, Hereditary? I read,
2: no, I haven't seen it. But I read a review of this movie because I was like, I, just need, I need to study up since I wasn't sure yeah. if she went to college at the end. <laughs> and so I read the review. And at the beginning, they were like, if you just saw Hereditary and you need some Tony Collette, but like you don't want to be miserable, watch this oh my movie. God. And I was like, that makes so much sense to me. Like, I, actors probably need a breather
1: too. So yeah. You know, I
0: wonder what she filmed first. Like, I was well, like,
1: they came out like the same weekend or something. Really?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine a double feature? That's
1: great. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. You know what I thought this movie was before I watched it? Like, just by the title? I thought it was that, like, I don't know what it's called, but like that Jeremy Jordan, Dolly Parton movie from like a couple years ago. It's I think it's called like Loud Beat Hearts or something. It's like very similar looks very similar is
2: it like the gospel one
0: maybe i don't know all i know is dolly parton's in it
2: and i i can like picture the
1: movie poster but i know that. i I loved uh the thematic pre-med class that you just mentioned becca (laughs) when the teacher is like a heart beating loud doesn't mean that there's a problem unless you count falling in love to be a problem yeah I was like, that was too fast. Like, you I should have like, given yes. a different name. Oh what my are your God. thoughts
0: on title drops way too soon? Because I'm not a fan.
1: <laughs> I don't no. mind them, to be honest. Um, I did it just so soon. It was very soon, but I did like that. I was like, I, you know what it was? With how soon it was, it felt like the love story was going to play a bigger role. Because it was very much a subplot. A daughter's love story? Yeah, it was very much like a sub-subplot. Sure. Like Nick Offerman mm-hmm. was for sure the main character
0: of the movie. I did like how they underplayed, like, it they didn't, it wasn't even a plot point that she was, like, queer, which I enjoyed because that doesn't happen a lot with teen movies. Um, and he, like, asked her first if she had a girlfriend, and then he said boyfriend, which was, like, intentional, obviously. Um But then at that point, that was like 30 minutes in, and I was like, oh, okay, so what are they doing with her? And then they didn't do anything with the girlfriend.
1: Can we talk about the bike, learning how to ride a bike? Yeah, I I feel like you have to at least bring up that your mom died on a bike. Did she bring it up and I missed it?
0: No, she knew. Oh. Uh, Well, he went to the memorial earlier in the movie. Nick Offerman did. There's like a, but,
1: a, wi- a no, but like I, I I feel like when her girlfriend said let's go ride bikes and she says I don't know how to ride a bike I maybe the
0: girlfriend knew because she goes oh I'm sorry
1: oh okay okay I like did not put all that to- that
2: makes more sense because I was just like this is weird
0: I didn't like it's fully like- I was like just listening to that scene I didn't watch it because I was booking a psych appointment yeah. um at the time but I feel like that's what happened. <laughs>
1: No, yeah. I was answering an email at the time. So, who's to say, really?
0: Such a riveting love <laughs> subplot. <laughs> it must have been. I just yeah.
1: have to stop I, watching I these wanted babies them to be cuter during
0: work. Yeah, why not? This is my work, actually, right now. So, you would have thought I would have watched it earlier in the week, but I always yeah. work the last possible second.
1: <laughs> I have a job, unfortunately.
0: I can't believe you still, are. you still have a job, Sam, all what? these months. I know. Not, it's not, not nothing on you i have just mean like wow employment icon Do you have a 401k i don't think so i remember when they taught us what that was in like my business of acting class in college and i, was I like, still
1: don't know what it is what? that's you i
0: don't 401k
1: i'm gonna be dead of climate change before i get my hands on a 401k
0: I don't know. Joe Biden seems like actually believe in science, so like maybe we'll be fine.
2: Yeah, well, I think I I have a four hundred one k, but I don't know like what it is. And somebody recently was like we retirement? need a Roth IRA, and I'm like I listen. I have one thing, and mm-hmm. I can't think about having two things. I don't know how to do that.
0: Do you I guys have think- um, stock in GameStop?
1: No, I found GameStop. out about it too late.
0: Me too. I wonder what I should get stock in. I feel like I should get stock in something.
1: Yeah.
0: via record store in Red Hook. Probably. One with a lot they, of rent space. Apparently they shot it there, actually, in Red Hook, which I just saw on Wikipedia.
1: That's, That's cool. cool. I've never been to Red Hook. I've never identified with anyone more than when... Nick Offerman told his mom to move to Red Hook and she was like, there's no trains. No trains go to Red Hook.
0: It's true. Oh, though, isn't
2: the, it...
1: the grandmother storyline
2: also.
0: Oh, yeah, weird.
1: Very understudded.
2: Out of nowhere.
1: Kind of funny. <laughs> she was
0: like a random klepto with losing her mind.
1: <laughs> she, I, I couldn't tell if she had, yeah, because during every conversation that she has with another character in this movie, she seems fine, but then randomly, she will not be in scenes where police officers are telling Nick Offerman that she stole something, and I really couldn't tell if she was a klepto or if she was like, entering Alzheimer's.
0: Probably both.
1: The internet said she had dementia, which I, like, figured, but
2: she just seemed, in all of her conversations, she seemed like totally
0: with it and i also didn't know that kleptomania was a side effect of dementia oh really oh did you
1: no i didn't oh. i didn't either no no
0: i i i didn't i don't know if it is i just oh I my thought god that, I thought that's what the movie was telling him i thought you said really because you're like you don't know that like <laughs> think old people are stealing from me all the time
1: i genuinely, i thought that i thought that you were being honest with me
0: i mean have you ever seen sam
1: I have, and it was because I had early onset dementia mm-hmm. <laughs> at age twelve. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, that'd be sad.
1: <laughs> that would be sad. <laughs> like Is that Button? Yeah. I wrote the least amount of notes that I ever have for this movie.
0: Yeah, like it was like a it was a mood piece.
1: It was a mood. piece. I, I liked
2: it. It was very pleasant. I came mood out of it fun. feeling good. But, like, then when I was thinking back, I was like, nothing really happened. That's okay.
0: It was interesting that they chose to, like, really just take... I thought it was cool. They, like, took the time with the songs. Like, they weren't... But my one one kind of qualm with it is that if you're going to have a movie be all about, like, a song, for example, like, the Hearts Beat Loud song, there were a couple others, but, like, make sure that the material is, like... Fire. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, don't. I, like this, I like, really to "Be Loud. I liked it too, but like, like I'm thinking, like, not that this movie is trying to be a Star Wars Born, but I'm just like, that music stands alone and it's also really important to the plot. If you're going to make a movie mm-hmm. specifically about music, hinging on certain songs that are supposed to be really good, can you make sure the songs are like really good and memorable? Not that they weren't good, they were really good, but I'm like sitting there like, i'm at a concert now like i don't know you know what i mean maybe i was just like also in
1: in their final performance which the performance should have been the last scene uh
0: but in their in their final performance
1: when they spend like five minutes arguing over whether she should do the love song and then she does and then there's like 10 more minutes left of the movie
0: (laughs) and then also like now we're gonna do a song about closing the store and everyone's
1: like whoa oh my god the fact that the song that they argued about wasn't even the closer <laughs> um, but also i feel like it would have from a writing perspective i feel like it would have demonstrated more character development on the daughter's side if she had said i'm going to do the love song and he said something like oh but i thought you said it wasn't ready And she was like, no, I'm going to do it. Because then that would tie back to her girlfriend telling her that she was brave right before. Right. Instead, it was her going through the exact same thing that she was telling her dad at the beginning of the movie, which is I don't I I don't want to make music. He was constantly
0: pressuring her. And like, I've kind of fucked up that he just put their song on Spotify without telling her first. Yeah. And it was cool that it got playlisting, but it's like, okay.
1: And she tells him voice. that it was fucked up and he's like, mm. "Like he doesn't like, really feel bad about was it was in the
0: all? coffee shop and heard her voice? That would be kind of mortifying, I feel like. Yeah, that'd be so like. weird. Yeah. Is that, also, does that even happen? I don't think so. But whatever. And my it's all- friend is on Spotify. I'll ask her. Actually, we're on Spotify. <laughs> Have you ever heard our podcast blaring at a Starbucks? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not yet. Maybe, maybe covid Maybe. It's also like If she thought that the song shouldn't be shown, maybe there are adjustments that she thought they should make to it, that would have made it a better song. Mm -hmm.
2: He was like a weird dad because, like, I felt like they were best friends in some ways, but then, like, when he went to the coffee shop and asked what her favorite Whoopie Pie flavor was, and I was like, "She's your daughter!" Like, she's the only person. I don't know. I just thought that was a really weird thing because I thought that they were telling us that like his whole life is her. And then he just like, didn't know a lot of things about her either. So I just, I couldn't really like get a sense of their relationship.
0: I kind of would have preferred it if he was actually her older brother. Yeah. Not yeah. like, not as himself, like a, a younger actor probably, <laughs> but like, I feel like that would have been a cuter storyline. That yeah, yeah. could have been cute. was like taking care of her and then he's like, don't go to school. And she's like, I have to, cause I'm your sibling.
2: Well, and you, like, might actually go on tour with your brother, whereas you're, like, definitely not going to go on tour with your dad.
0: At least not at the age of
2: 18. No.
0: LMFAO, the best band ever, is Uncle and Nephew, so. Really? Yeah.
2: I did not know that about them.
0: Party Rock Anthem. I think you could go on tour with, like, your aunt, Sam. I think you'd have fun.
1: Maybe. What would she have to contribute?
0: Um... (laughs) i don't my know stupid
1: fucking and
0: i just like right, i know, you, I know you get along mean. i know you get along with her so that's why i suggest it yeah God. <laughs> i don't have any older relatives that i would necessarily want to tour with i guess my mom and i could do a trumpet reunion um for a i'd go
1: <laughs> i'd go to that concert sam
0: you can play you guys can play clarinet and violin and open for us
1: yeah it to be a really good concert what kind of concert would that... What songs would... Just trumpets, violin... Two trumpets, one violin, one
0: clarinet. Um, yeah, we would do, like, covers of, like, LMFAO. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the Vitamin String Quartet. Except yes, for, course, I love totally them. Random. I
0: love... I love Vitamin String Quartet. I listen all the time.
2: I've, since Bridgerton came out, I've been, like, listening to them on repeat.
0: I didn't even know... So, not to be a hipster of Vitamin String Quartet, but, like, I didn't even watch Patricia and then I found out later that they like did the music for it and I like love them because um, like it's like great when you want to listen to like pop songs but you don't want to listen to the lyrics Mm -hmm. and you just put on the instrumental cover I don't know does that make me sound old
2: no I do that all the (laughs) time too hard to focus studying or writing or anything that's like the move yeah, I was a dancer growing up and we were like obsessed with Vitamin String Quartet because then you could do like ballet to it, but it was also like yeah. a Kesha song.
0: Kesha's back. She is. <laughs> wow, there's really not a lot to talk about with this movie.
1: There's really not. Um, I Oh, apparently, <laughs> with the singing, all the actors were actually singing live on set and they weren't lip syncing to a recording. Slay
0: Ms. Who? That's
1: cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I think is great. I have a fun fact.
2: I will say when I read the reviews, I was like kind of laughing because they were all – they would be like the magnificent Tony Collette like comes in for not long enough. We wish we had like every single review. Yeah. It was just like the stunning and always superb. I was just like, okay, so – She's obviously I'm the one in the it super it's, I'm like, she's it's, in the movie for ten minutes, and everybody's like, okay, but bow down. <laughs>
0: I really wonder what her screen time total is in this movie. I feel like it's max like five minutes. Like, wow, it's like like,
2: like less than a week of her life. I'm sure five minutes. Oh yeah.
1: four outfits.
0: Yep, one incredible set of bangs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she does look good with bangs. She does. I hate people who look good with and without bangs. Yeah.
0: You know what, because her forehead's like such a good size. It's like not too big, not too small.
2: She looks good in these bangs, but I kept getting distracted by how they were in her eyes. I think that would really drive me crazy.
1: Yeah, as the bang
0: I was like drawing her bangs off to the side. I was so inspired by them. I was like, oh my gosh, like the shape (laughs) is so, so great um
1: do you do we think that this do you think maybe the relationship between nick offerman and his daughter wouldn't have been as off-putting if they cast somebody like more cheerful because i did like his like aesthetic of being like you know i love the nick offerman aesthetic but so much of the movie is him like playing around with his daughter and i feel like there could have been more playfulness in scenes where he was just going like
0: You have a talent.
1: You have to use your talent, you know? Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Also, that's a good point, because his introductory scene was so bizarre. And like looking back, it made no.
1: He's smoking a cigarette in his record store. Well, because he doesn't. He's like bored with his job.
0: But he doesn't seem that bored with it
1: when he's there.
0: He was like a dick to that. I mean, like, to be fair, the customer was full of shit. Like it's his store. Like, and not to be a Republican, but like, if you're in a store and the person working, the only person working there, is smoking a cigarette, you can leave. That's their store. Mm-hmm. Like, you're gonna report it. Like the <laughs> the customer is like, "Excuse me, you're not supposed to smoke in here." I'm like, "It's not your store." Yeah, but and in then he of- leaves and he's like, "I ordered the same vinyl on Amazon for cheaper. Get yeah, yeah fuck, you, fuck you, bitch.
1: I." I thought that the happiest that Nick Offerman looked in this movie was when he was recommending music to patrons at the record store. So I didn't really buy that he didn't want to be selling music anymore because he seemed very into it.
0: Sam, if Tony Collette came into your record store, uh, what album would you convince her to buy? Ooh. Um... Well, both of you answer this question. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh fetch the bolt cutters obviously
0: She already has that Sam
1: I don't know You don't know if she has fetched the bolt cutters already And if she does she probably doesn't have it on vinyl
0: Yeah Fair I would I would get her to buy um, Joanne By Lady Gaga Always a good just one looked, I just looked at it on my wall
2: just looking yeah. up at Joanne. I do <laughs> have I? a lot
0: of album covers on my wall, by the way.
2: <laughs> Not just the one?
0: <laughs> no, it's the only
2: one. <laughs> I don't even what know what I would get her. I'm, I'm, like, very much in a, like, Taylor Swift folklore mood, so I probably Mm-mm. would start there. But I feel like, I don't know. She probably Did has, you know Tony has kids? a band? She has a band?
0: Yeah. She oh. has a band with her husband. I think she has kids. Yeah, she has yeah. kids. I like never even I don't like it's so weird. I like no next to nothing about her personal life and like everything about her career. Mm-hmm. Which she would probably prefer. I was gonna say so... I think that's
1: kind of the perfect dynamic. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the perfect parasocial relationship.
0: Yeah, she has two children.
1: Is her band good?
0: Well, we're not sure, but we haven't listened co- to it yet. The, uh, once we run out of her IMDB movies, At the end of like next month, we're gonna do a whole episode on her music. So nice. Oh, was that I announced it? Sorry, guys. (laughs) (laughs) But like, I like this is like her second time in the a few years being like in an indie movie about like record about like music industry in a way. Wasn't she? She was that like, like, yes, that's what it was. Yes. No, it was lucky them. She was like that music critic, and she was like, "I love music, and I like being
1: cool." Yeah.
0: I think she had bangs.
1: And in um, and in "Miss You Already," she's like a record executive or something.
0: And she died of cancer in that one. Yeah. Sad.
1: <laughs> Who's going to produce those records? A sad
0: movie. Well, I don't know. That was a sad one. You got um, legitimately
1: sad when I brought that movie up. Uh, me. You were like, oh, she has cancer in that movie. It was
0: so sad. It was really And I sad, own it. Yeah. I had paid $10 to buy it on iTunes. And so now it won't stop looking at me from <laughs> my library. I mean, it's a really good movie. You should watch it if you want. It's very sad. It, her and Drew Barrymore are best friends. And then Tony gets cancer. And then they're like still best friends. And it's like very, my heart beat, beaded wow. loud at that movie. <laughs> Is beaded? <laughs> What's no. the past? I think of-
1: it's just be uh, it.
0: Yeah. yeah. My heart beat loud at that movie.
1: Wow. Um, uh, does anybody have any other notes before we move on to awards? I mean, my major
2: note was a lot happened, but also nothing happened. So <laughs> I think that sums up how I felt about it. Yeah. I, I, I will say, I thought say, it was a good COVID movie. Like, yeah, I have not been able sure. to focus on things lately. And so it was like the perfect movie for me not being able to taken anything serious or that snow any... day
0: movie too. Yeah.
2: That's definitely true. That's
0: I cute. um I I did really enjoy. I wanted to mention this cuz it's not an award-worthy thing, but that this line reading Nick Offerman had at the end was very well he did underage, he did allow underage drinking. Um but whatever. He hands his daughter a beer and I thought it was so cute cuz he like clinked it and he was like rock and roll and I'm like, "Ah, cute. Cute dad vibe
2: i i loved his dad vibes i'm gonna spoil my later award but (laughs) (laughs) that was like my favorite part i thought like even though i thought he was like sort of a bad dad in some ways i thought he was just like an adorable sweet dad and i appreciated that about him
0: yeah he really cared
1: so jake (laughs) your favorite movie that we've watched so far for the tony awards has been hereditary is Heartbeats Loud better than Hereditary? Um,
0: what if I said yes? I would. It would be a lie. But I, <laughs> I, I did not. I will probably not be rewatching this. But it was cute. But it is not better. No.
1: Okay. Uh, here on the Tony Awards, we give three awards to each and every movie. The first of which is Best Prop. So, Becca, what was your best prop? Um, I wrote down the like push the like DJ keyboard thing that she played
2: on because I don't know anything about that and I thought it was like very cool to watch but also
1: sort of silly looking um and then my runner-up was her bangs (laughs) Uh, my best prop was Ted Danson's beard what about you Jake
0: true um mine was the Lana Del Rey vinyl in the background when they were performing (laughs) at the end of the movie (laughs) I saw it I saw that too
1: I noted it.
0: I was like, hey, Lons. <laughs> I actually have the original, I have that prop on my wall that they used in Hearts Be Loud, um, the same Lana record.
1: The next award is Best Tony Moment. So, Becca, what was your Best Tony Moment? I loved the karaoke scene. I thought that was
2: very fun. And she, like, I think you're supposed to think she was a bad singer, but I thought she was, like, pretty good. So, Makes sense that she's in a band.
0: I kind of want to watch just that like 40 seconds of her singing because that was my favorite part of the movie.
1: (laughs) It was so fun and just like completely random. Uh, My best Tony moment was at the end of it when she like cackles into the mic. What about you, Jake?
0: In the karaoke scene? Yeah. Oh, okay. He says something. He's
1: like, you got some pipes on you. And she's like, ha 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 and then she had some good cackles. There she also like reacted really strongly <laughs> in their
2: performance when she like walked in and like noticed that they were good, she did like a similar cackle. So yeah. That with was her big. bang,
0: her bangs stood straight up. Um <laughs> my Tony moment was um the scene when uh Nick Offerman shows up at her house at like in at night and like to yell at her basically and and he goes he, I guess he's trying to get a job as like a charcuterie board maker or something. He just goes, it's cold cuts and cheese for me. And she just goes, well, that's admirable. I just thought that was funny. Yeah. Her stupendous, um, incredible talent shown through. Uh,
1: the next award is a custom award and it can go to anything and everything. I gave best outfits to Tony Collette, which I think in the business they'd call best costume design. Uh, what about you, Jake?
0: I'm going to with the coolest grandma award for the <laughs> klepto grandma who didn't want to go to Red Hook because relatable, my future goals. Uh,
2: what about you, Becca? <laughs> um, I gave Nick Offerman like, his dad vibes. He's like the cargo shorts and new balances and like the,
0: the cargo your
2: child to hang out with you. It was all... It was also dad like and i loved it
0: the cargo shorts were almost my best prop i have to
2: say i love that he was like kind of supposed to be cool but also he was just like such a dad i appreciate yeah. that
0: oh i'm gonna try my best to be that one line. day <laughs> that line well yeah i already have such dad jokes
1: i'm excited for you to be a dad jake
0: me too i think i'm gonna be fine um <laughs> Fine. Everyone's goal. It's all I can strive <laughs> for right now. I mean, as long as we don't move to Red Hook or anything. Yeah.
1: I don't know. What about you, Becca? That's... Do you want kids? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I don't That's... know. I think
2: I would be a fine mom. I think you... you'll be a great mom. You seem like one. You... you seem like
0: you'd be a good mom.
1: You guys
2: should have a kid I... together. Okay. I um, down I've
0: Known you for forty-three minutes. When and so where? <laughs> Red Hook.
2: You've got books on your shelf. That's all I'm looking for.
0: <laughs> he I'm a diffuser. Yeah. <laughs> a diffuser. Oh, perfect. Yeah.
2: Reads smells nice. All ready. I need is a I'm father.
0: Ready. I'm Wait, I'm going to be your father? <laughs> <Are>
2: you... <laughs> <laughs> no. father of my children.
0: Oh, got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Sam, do you want to be our child?
2: Yeah. Okay. Good. I love this for us.
0: You're adopted. I'm. We're adopting you. You are three months younger than me, so this is fine. Mm-hmm perfect
1: (laughs) this is good uh well thank you for coming on the podcast yes thank you thank you for listening if you're listening right now